From Boise to Middleton, the 5A and 4A Southern Idaho Conferences feature 20 of the largest schools in Idaho. Highlighting the big plays and big stories from Idaho's biggest schools, this is the SIC PrepCast with Wayne DeZubak. That's right. It is another edition of the SIC PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, breaking down all that 5A, 4A Boise metro area action. Brandon Bainey joined by Wayne DeZubak. Wayne, what's going on? Uh, not a whole lot, man. I tell you what, what an interesting weekend we had. And I mean, we kind of wrapped it up and, uh, you know, and, and volleyball wrapped it up in cross country and we're getting there now down to the, uh, you know, quarterfinals and semifinals and all that kind of stuff and football. So it's exciting. Absolutely. So you can uh, get this podcast each week, a couple of different ways, audio only at our website, idahosports.com. Across the top of the homepage, you'll see the PrepCasts tab with a drop-down menu. You just click on SIC PrepCast, and it's right there for you. You can also download this podcast wherever you download your podcasts, Apple, Google, etc. If you want to watch the video, uh, we we do uh, upload the video each week to the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, as well as our Facebook page. Now, Wayne, last week you were wearing the preppy look, the collared shirt. You're going, you're going casual today. I am going casual today, but this, you know, see, this is IdahoSports.com. Not everybody can get one of these t-shirts, man. It's, it's not as big as the masters where you get a green jacket, but Paul doesn't hand these out lightly. I'm talking Paul Kingsbury, our, our guru. He doesn't hand them out lightly. So in fact, I think the way I got this is I stole it. I walked in the back room and it was there and I just stole it. So that, that's, <laughs> how you get these <laughs> they'll dock that out of your paycheck wayne yeah i'm sure now that he knows you know but he he won't watch this he won't watch this so yeah we'll, we'll be good we'll be we good. can say whatever we want here exactly <laughs> This is the safe space, uh, exactly. right? Well, let's let's start with you mentioned there were there were a couple of state championship events that took place, uh, specifically uh, right where you're at at Eagle Island Park. Uh, Friday and Saturday we had the the 2021 cross country championships, and at the 5A level, really no surprises. We thought the the favorites team wise would come from the 5A SIC, and they certainly delivered. Well, you know, Boise is so tough. When they win district, when they lose their top three runners because they're playing in the state soccer tournament the week before, and they still win district handily, you know when they get those three runners back. We're talking Allie Bruce, Samantha Smith as the two top runners. Uh, boy, I tell you what, they were something else. And you're right, I did. I kind of walked over to Eagle Island State Park and just kind of walked in there, walked around. Beautiful day for a, a cross-country meet. Uh, a lot of people there, they were on a delay of about a half hour because they couldn't get the timer to work. But once they got it going and Allie Bruce took off, man, she just dominated everything. 40, uh, excuse me, 27 points is what they tallied. And for those who don't know about cross-country scoring, you know, the fewer points you have, the better. It's like in golf, same thing. 27 points is astronomical. So Allie Bruce won it. I think her time was 17 minutes, 47.9 seconds, and just a few seconds behind her at 17.52 was Samantha Smith, her teammate. And they just kind of ran one, two the whole time. And to give you an idea, they won this thing with 27 points. Rocky Mountain Girls, they were second 113 points so that's it wasn't even close it's just unheard of um to have a, a score that low uh our art contributing writer marlo herford did a great job of recapping all of the cross-country championship events and and she mentioned uh you know this is the fourth title in a row for boise high mm -hmm. on the girls right. side 
first uh, four-peat since Meridian did it from 1999 to 2002. Uh, they had six runners finish in the top 12. So so half of the top 12 came from Boise High. And, of course, uh, the sophomore duo of Ali Bruce and Sammy Smith go 1-2. Smith, uh, like you mentioned, plays soccer as well as as does her older sister, Logan Smith. And they, yeah. you know, they, they ran – you know, seven to nine miles just between the semifinals and, and the championships. And then they had to turn around and also then compete. Uh, it was a wild week for those girls. Yeah. And it's a great, I mean, they're just great athletes. They get out there and they compete and great team. Like you say, 27 points is just unbelievable when you get six of the top 12 in there. That's, that's, that's amazing what they did. So really impressed by what the, the Boise girls did winning the five, eight girls state cross country championship. Yeah, and uh, both Bruce and Smith didn't overtake the leader, uh, Anastasia Peters, from Post Falls until the final 1,000 meters as well. So this was a late surge uh, that gave Boise uh, the the win there. So on the boys' side, we, we thought coming in that Rocky Mountain was the favorite, Wayne, and, and they delivered on those expectations as well. Yeah, they did. They're one of the top 10 teams in the country, and, and they did as well. I mean, they didn't dominate like everybody else did, but they, you know, as a team, there's something else again. Uh, Trent Wygood was their top. A finisher he finished in second place so he set the pace for uh the grizzlies and and uh, you know the rest of it just kind of fell into place they they finished up here um the boys with 40 points idaho falls 56 and then uh with boise with 81 so again you know the boise guys finished third the boise girls finished first i mean even you got to get handed to the brave they, they've got quite the track and field and cross-country program there at boise high yeah, and then at the 4A level uh, on the boys' side, Bishop Kelly came close, but uh, Blackfoot ultimately won the, the 4A boys' title there, but wanted to recognize Bishop Kelly for a great uh, cross-country season as well. Yeah, so. they did. They finished fifth, you know, and stuff like that. What's interesting is that on the 4A side, it was the eastern part of the state that dominated because uh, the girls Preston won, and it was uh, Middleton sixth. So, you know, basically you had BK fifth for the boys, Middleton sixth. Those were the top Western Valley SIC teams that, that made it through. So, I mean, you got to hand it to those Eastern schools. They really uh, got her done. And congratulations to Blackfoot and Preston, respectively. Absolutely. And and really, I mean, as you go down 3A, 2A, 1, I mean, East Idaho cleaned up, which yeah, they, they usually did. do. They usually do, it seems like. So uh, let's move on to the state volleyball tournaments. These were going on up north in Coeur d'Alene and Post Falls and Lewiston and Rathdrum and uh, we talked about the 5A tournament kind of being, this is kind of the Skyview's <laughs> coronation, right? Yeah, it was their tournament to lose. And and what they did was they lost one set. They lost one match. You know, I mean, not match, but one set in one match. And that was to Madison. And, you know, Skyview just rolled as we expected they would. They're so highly ranked. We talked about them so much this year, how great they are on a national level. And here at Idaho, they just dominated. But they had to play Madison twice in the semifinals. And Madison went on and beat Eagle. Eagle finished third. And so Madison came back and played him again. And the only set the whole time that Skyview dropped was in the semifinals, that first set against Madison. But I'll tell you what, Skyview afterwards, their coach at Skyview said about Madison, hey, you take a look at the scores, and yes, we won all these sets. We lost that one, but Madison really gave us a hassle. They're a really good, solid team, and they played us tough. And even though we may have won 25-15, it was a lot closer than what maybe that final score would indicate in that particular set. So they they they, they laid a lot of uh, accolades on Madison and the way they played. Yeah, absolutely. For for Skyview, you mentioned in that undefeated semifinal Saturday morning, they won three to one. Right, they dropped one right. set to Madison. That was the first and only 
time they dropped a set to an yeah. Idaho opponent this year. So to me, is that is that amazing? That's why we said it's theirs to lose, and they were about to lose it. And you know what? You got to hand it to them because I don't care how good you are. I mean, we saw and we'll talk about it in a moment. A couple of upsets in football, uh, specifically, you know, Valley over Minico, which was a shocker. So we'll talk about that. But but Skyview could have gone out there and they could have had a bad day. But for, you know, for them, there's never a bad day. They just keep going. That's how good they are. And they and then they just maintain that focus match after match after match. So they're pretty impressive. And they really does start at the club level over there. I, I know there's a really good club um, program for Idaho, not just not just Skyview, but the, the best players in, in Idaho volleyball. And you're you're seeing more and more volleyball players go to not just Division One schools, but high ranking Division One schools, which yeah. is exciting. Yeah, I agree. And I, and I think that's the thing. We see that in a lot of sports nowadays with club. You know, if you get into volleyball, you're almost stuck with volleyball. If you get into soccer, you're almost stuck with soccer. That's why it was so great to see the gals from Boise. You know, they went to the state soccer tournament and then came right back to the cross country. Now, cross country is a little different. But, you know, like if you get stuck in football, if you like football, you're pretty much going to have to play football, you know, 24-7, 12 months a year. And that's just kind of what we've come to. So it's nice to see these crossover athletes and how good they are. Absolutely. One last note on Skyview Volleyball, Eden Bauer, who uh, committed to BYU to, to yep. play volleyball. Uh, 21 kills, nine digs, three blocks in the title match win over Madison. And she is just one of, honestly, seven, eight, nine players that could all yeah. – you know, make an impact. So it's amazing what they can do. I mean, they're, they're amazing. That's basically all I can say. They're just unbelievable what they did. And they just, they, they, they never get upset. They just don't get upset. Yep. Well, you are uh, tuning in to the SIC prep cast on idahosports.com. Brandon Bainey alongside Wayne Dezubak. It's brought to you by D11's Bank. This is Community Banking. Let's step aside and hear from our sponsors at D11's Bank, and then we'll come back and dive into all the craziness that happened in football last week, especially at that class 4A level. That's going to be a lot of fun to talk about. So we'll be back in just a moment here on the SIC PrepCast on idahosports.com. Wherever you are, D11's bank is right there to help. From applying for loans to opening new accounts and signing documents, personalized service is just a video call away. This is Bank Live with D11's bank. This is Community Banking. Welcome back to the SIC PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. Brandon Bainey alongside Wayne Dezubak. Uh, we've got the updated brackets uh, that we'll put up on the screen, kind of like we did last week, right? Where sure. uh, you're watching the video, you can kind of follow along with the bracket. If you're listening to the audio, you can still get those brackets at our website, IdahoSports.com. We've got the updated brackets. Put up. I think we should start with the 4A ranks, Wayne, because Go that's where all, that's where you're all the mic. shots, buddy. You're, you're the one with the big mic, you know. I, I'm just sitting here. I'm hanging out, man. <laughs> Big Mike, little Mike. Let's yeah. start with let's start with the 4A because I mean this was just bonkers. If you pull up this huge bracket here, and again, I think the first result that we really have to talk about is number 14 Valley View, one of the last at large teams to get in, handing undefeated Minico their first loss of the season, and it wasn't like a, a close fluky. I mean, they won 28 to 12, Wayne. Well, they did, and defense was the name of the game in that one because Valleview held Minico's offense to 92 yards rushing and 179 total yards offense. I mean, Valleview, you know, it's, it's kind of like the NCAA basketball tournament where a 14 seed goes against a three seed. You go, hey, watch out for those. Those could be dangerous. Well, it was very dangerous for Minico. Minico was undefeated coming into that game. Nobody saw this one coming. 
Valley View had struggled on and off on the year. Valley View six and four on the season. They really had struggled at times and not looked very well. But boy, I tell you what, they just got her done against Minico, and that was at Minico. So wow. Yeah. So for Valley View we talked about all year that they're a team that likes to run the football and if they can control the clock and, and do what they want to do, they can be an effective team. Uh, Santi Diaz, uh, their quarterback, he had yeah. two rushing touchdowns and, and a passing touchdown as well. And so Valley view six and four moving on to the quarterfinals. Um, second year in a row that they have been in the playoffs last year, they lost a tough first round matchup with Blackfoot. So it's nice to see coach coffin and the Falcons advancing to the second round. The, the next most surprising result to me was 13th seeded Nampa knocking out fourth seeded Emmett. Now when these two teams met in the regular season, Emmett won 40 to 30. And so we both kind of thought last week that, Hey, you know, Nampa's got a chance and they're a dangerous team. Well, Nampa wins 37 to 29 and Emmett, the state runner-up from a year ago in Dunzo in the first round. Now you're not listening to me. I told you that. I've been I've been a fan of Napa all year long. They were my dark horse to begin with, and I was a little disappointed because they weren't going strong. But I said last week, watch out. I said Emmett probably should win that game because it's at Emmett, but I would not count Napa out in any stop. And they did. They won their fifth straight game. They're six and four on the year now. Wow. I tell you what, man. Uh, I got to hand it to Napa. They're getting it done. Uh, I, I'm just really impressed with – they've just got the confidence now that they had last year at the end of the year, and they're bringing it strong right now. Nampa did to Emmett what Emmett has done to so many other teams over the past two years where they got out to a to a lead early and then ran the ball, and em, Emmett just could not stop the run. When you look at the backfield duo of uh, Daniel Carrillo, uh, he had chipped in 134 yards in a touchdown. That's a tough – two-headed monster in the backfield there for Nampa. Yeah, well, Navarro didn't have those numbers. I mean, Gabe Navarro, he's something else again, a quarterback, so he can hurt you with his legs, hurt you with the arm. Uh, yeah, Nampa's just got it all together. It's going to be interesting to see how they do because now they you know, they were on the road last week at Emmett, but that was a short trip. Now they got to take the trip over to Blackfoot, so that's going to be a tough one. Broncos are always tough. And and for Emmett, you know, a, a season where they came in with high promise and uh, a lot of – uh, hopes to get back to that 4A championship game really just kind of got derailed in the last two, three weeks. And and again, you thought with that big win over Middleton, this was the kind of program defining win that could really. They really weren't. I mean, I don't, you know, it's one of those things you can't, I mean, really Emmett had the talent to win it and they, they probably should have won that game, but this is why they played. I can say the same thing for Medico. Medico was undefeated when they played Middleton earlier this year. It's the last, first time we had a chance to see him here in the Valley they were dominant. They looked great the whole bit. But, boy, I'll tell you what, playoff time, anything could happen. That's why they play these games, and that's what makes them fun. Absolutely. Well, the third team to advance from the SIC in the opening round of the 4A playoffs was Bishop Kelly. And, and we came into this 7-10 matchup. BK was the 7 seed. Twin Falls was the 10 seed. And I thought this game would be close. But Bishop Kelly really showed Hey, we have we and Bishop Kelly has shown that we're not a team that just runs the ball anymore, right? They had a couple of passing touchdowns, and if they can show that kind of balance moving forward, they're going to be a tough out as they defeat Twin Falls forty-nine to twenty-one. Yeah, Bishop Kelly's getting tougher and tougher as the season goes. It's a case of a team, you know, started the year they weren't sure what they had, and they just keep getting better and better and better. And then, of course, because the way Max Preps does things, they got kind of a 
the short end of the stick as far as the uh, rankings and seedings went. I think they should have been seeded a little bit higher, but they got what they got, and and maybe that you know gave them the momentum they needed because they they took it right to you know number ten Twin Falls with that uh, 49-21 win, and now I mean they got to go against a tough Pocatello team at Holt Arena. And that's going to be a challenge. That's not another solid day on the ground. 196 yards, four touchdowns. I think he's getting close to 2,000 yards on the season, Wayne. Which is guy's unbelievable. I mean, he just does it every time. He's consistent, makes it happen. Seth Knott, he's won our gold star a couple of times. I mean, he, he's out there. And as long as he's healthy and running strong, BK has got a chance in every game. Yeah, and Jason Buss, who's really coming on as a wide receiver for Bishop Kelly, caught caught two touchdown passes as well. So like we said, you know, this this isn't the BK from old where they just line yeah. up in the Maryland eye and pound it at you. They they can beat you a number of different ways. Well, so. they're doing a good they're doing a good job right now. And like I say, they are probably one of the top teams to watch. Yeah. Okay. So let, let's take a look at the matchups for, for this quarterfinal round, Wayne, uh, in terms of SIC competition, uh, 13th seeded Nampa, because they're the 13th seed, Wayne, they're probably on the road for, for most of their playoff run. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, 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 they play okay. at Blackfoot, like you're going to say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. They, tra they travel to Blackfoot, the five seed overall. Now, this is a Blackfoot team that you can't look at that five seed and say, oh, yeah, they're the fifth best team, right? They only got the fifth seed because they won their district. They had a really up and down regular season. Right. And so I don't know. I, I kind of think Napa could go to Blackfoot and knock off the Broncos. What do you think? I, I agree. I think Napa can do it. I think Napa's got the talent. Uh, there's no question. And again, I, I get down to the fact that I think traveling is not something these teams are used to from the SIC because there's so many teams in the 5A and 4A SIC that they don't have to travel. They, they don't get used to it. They play right here in town. A big travel for them is maybe 15 miles, if that. So, you know, having to travel across the, the state and play Blackfoot uh, is a little tough. So how they handle it, We'll see. But I tell you what, uh, they were my dark horse in the beginning. I thought they could make some noise and they're starting to make noise. And I would not be surprised if they, they upset the Broncos. There's weeks where Blackfoot looks like the best team in the state. And then there are weeks where I wonder how they got to four wins. So it's all about Jekyll and Hyde, whichever Blackfoot team shows I up. Hear you. Yep. Okay. Let's talk about, uh, you mentioned Bishop Kelly. Uh, mm -hmm. traveling to Holt Arena to play Pocatello, the second-seeded Thunder. I think being inside the Dome actually helps Bishop Kelly out a little bit. Uh, certainly helps Pocatello out because they like to throw the ball around. So I could see this being whoever can uh, get out to the lead and kind of protect it might be the favorite here. Yeah, Pocatello beat Bonneville in the first round, 24-7. to 7. So Pocatello, you know, got through their first round, no problem at all. And I have always felt, I've always felt, as you know, having uh, gone to Idaho State, you know, played there and uh, played in, in the Dome and whatnot. I know what it's like having covered games in the Dome. I, I really favor teams that like to play in the Dome. You know, Pocatello, Highland, those guys, I always feel like they have, you know, the edge when the game is in Holt Arena. So I, I, I think Pocatello may win that game. But you know what? I, I still think the Thunder has to stop. They've got to stop. Night or not, not rather, they've got to stop him, and nobody's been able to do that. So we'll see what happens. Pocatello's uh, defensive line is speedy but undersized. Yeah. So yeah. if Bishop Kelly's offensive line can kind of 
do what they want to do. Could be a long night for Pocatello. The other interesting thing well, is, is I was going to say one one thing on that, and that's what that's what the Knights do now. They can control the game, so if they can control that line of scrimmage, Brandon. They will shorten that game down. They will run, 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 and even though they can't pass, they will run some more. They'll shorten that game down. Pocatello's opportunities on offense, possession wise, may be limited. Yes, I, I agree with that. And for Pocatello, this is a chance to exercise those demons. Last year, Pocatello went into the final week of the regular season, only needing to beat Century to win the conference title. They lost that game. Because of that, got seeded yeah. 11th overall. They went from a four seed to an 11 seed, and they had to travel to Bishop Kelly in the opening round of the playoffs. They got skunked. And so for Pocatello, they've actually been wanting this matchup for some time. They, they want Bishop Kelly, and yeah. we'll see if they can deliver. Uh, there goes that thing when I say what works going from west to east also works going from east to west. You know, the travel is miserable here in the state, and it always uh, favors the home team. So that's why I'll have to lean on Pocatello, but i tell you what, I like BK's chances. Yeah, and of course, the first time in, in Holt Arena is always a little daunting as well. It can be an intimidating place to play if you've never been in there. Yeah. Pocatello's been in there for several weeks now, so. Uh, the final 4A matchup in the quarterfinals is uh, Valley View traveling to Skyline. This will be a game inside Holt Arena as well, Wayne. And Skyline, man, I'm telling you, I, I did that game last Friday where they played Lakeland. And if you look at the final score, you would just see, oh, 42 to 21. They cruised. They didn't. They trailed almost the entire way. They didn't take the lead until the fourth quarter. And then it was kind of a cascade of points. But Skyline really kind of slept walk through that game. And they can't afford to do that against Valley View. And that was on Saturday night, so everybody's going to have an extra day for that game, you know, to kind of prepare extra day to do what you want to do. So that game's Saturday night, 7 o'clock in Holt Arena. But, uh, again, you got Valley View making the long trip over there. I know Skyline on Idaho Falls is going to have to come down to Idaho Falls, but not a big trip. But you know what? They have played there, but they're not. that's not their home field. So it's not like it's a home field advantage like it is for Pocatello and Highland, things like that. So it could, it could flip the thing, but Valley View, whatever they did against Minico, they're going to have to redo. They're gonna, it's going to be at Well, they held that vaunted Minico rushing attack to less than 100 yards on the ground. They're going to see the opposite this week, where Minico is a team that just pounds you up the middle for the most part. Uh, Skyline's got a really speedy back of Bron Silverio who wants to get out on the edges. So the, those defensive ends and outside linebackers are going to be crucial for Valley View in this matchup. And then ball, then you're right in the ball game. So, yeah. So we'll see what you know Valley View can do. If, you know they're used to some of that option football where you go out to the sideline, sideline to sideline. So if they can pinch everybody in like you're saying and keep everything between the tackles, that's going to make it a little bit easier for them. But I still, again. I always go with the home team. I always do. I mean, I just feel like that's that's uh, the favorite in this one. Plus, Valley View, up and down, up and down. I was shocked that they beat Minico. I, I was as well. I, I think uh, they are on borrowed time now. And again, I would love I would love to be wrong. I would love to come back next week and wear it and say, hey, I was wrong. Absolutely. Well, you know, and, and people, we don't root for anybody. We just right. have a fun time. We enjoy it all. And when we see these upsets, we're as amazed as anybody else. And it's fun. And we love to talk about it. It gives us something to, to jabber about. So it's a lot of fun. But, you know, bottom line is, is that uh, I just I just want them to be a good game. Uh, the nice thing about Holt Arena, you know the weather is going to be perfect. <laughs> That's right. That's right. One final storyline with that Valley View game is Lane Coffin, their head coach, is kind of returning to his old stomping grounds, right? He was the first head coach in 
uh, school history at Century High School when that mm-hmm. opened in 2000, won a couple of state championships there. So he he knows Holt Arena really well. And so it'll be a little homecoming of sorts for Coach Coffin. Yep, it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. 4A is going to be a lot of fun this week. Yep. 5A, I think, is going to have some fantastic matchups as well as we put the 5A bracket up on the board. Uh, let's start with, I mean, there wasn't really anything truly compelling i guess the the most surprising thing i think that shocked a lot of people was capital going up to lewiston and turning back the bengals 44 to 13 but you weren't really surprised by that wayne no let me let me let me say that right away i'm not surprised at all i think capital is extremely talented their problem is their roster is short by that i mean they don't have a lot of players the players they have are really really good but basically they play a lot to to both to you know both sides of the ball offense and defense and if they have any injuries at all, they're in trouble. But they are a good team. Uh, they shocked me this year earlier when they lost 35 nothing to Meridian. I was like, what just happened there? There's no way. That should have been – not that they shouldn't have lost to Meridian, but that should have been a close game. should have been right down to the wire. And since then, they have been on fire. So I think that lit the fire underneath them. Todd Simmons is uh, retiring after whenever his last game is this year. He's done after all those years. Uh, I, I want to say 18, but I can't remember if I'm totally correct. But after all those years at Capitol High School, I think that has lit a fire underneath Capitol. So watch out. Capitol going at Rigby. I like Rigby. I like Rigby last year. I think Rigby's tough at home. And so I'm going to go with Rigby winning that game against Capital. But I'll tell you what, man, the Eagles should give them a tussle. Absolutely. They they totally dominated Lewiston. They sacked Lewiston nine times in that game Friday night. They held Cruz Hepburn, the All-State running back, in check. And if the defense can play like that again for the second week in a row, they'll be right in it. The last time Rigby played was two weeks ago. They got upset by Madison, and they've had two weeks to stew on that. I think if they, I think if they had played – Last Friday, it would have been better for Rigby, but now with two weeks to sit and think about that, I don't know. Sometimes mentally, it can it can do things to you. So um, we'll see. Speaking of Madison, they uh, had to travel to Meridian to take on the Warrior, and this was kind of a back and forth game for a while. You know, it wasn't until the second half that Meridian really pulled away in this one, forty-seven to twenty-eight. Yeah, I tell you what, Cross Antonacci, three touchdowns in that ball game. Uh, Malachi Martinez played well. He's uh, strongest, and he's 100% now. He hasn't been 100% all year, the quarterback for Meridian, Malachi Martinez. I mean, we've seen his brother Zeke playing a lot. I did about three games this year, and I, you know, of course I did. What's ironic is that I did the first game of the year, Meridian Mountain View, and these two guys we'll talk about in a second play again Friday night. And I'm going to be doing that game on IdahoSports.com. But it was a 14-13 ball game right down to the wire. That's where Malachi got hurt. He got hurt on the series before the final series where Meridian had it, trying to set up their field goal to win it. I still contend it was a good field goal. It was just missed right over the top of the upright. So the officials called it no good. But it's going to be another game like that, and I'll get into that in a minute. But for Meridian, congratulations, because, Brandon, that was their first playoff win in 14 years, playoff win in 14 years. Yeah, I think it was their first win since 2007. The last time they won in the playoffs was when they won the state championship exactly. in 07. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I, I, it's It's been nice to see Meridian kind of have this renaissance, right? And it really ha- started last year where – Rocky Mountain and Mountain View are kind of the two new kids on the block in Meridian, right? They're the newer schools. They've been collecting all the trophies as of late. But last year with Meridian, you saw it in wrestling 
and in boys basketball where they won state titles. And if they could add a football to that here over the last two years, I think that would be so great for Meridian, one of the original, you know, the, the original high school in Meridian um, to kind of have this renaissance going. Yeah. And what people don't realize about Meridian is not only did they have the quarterback, not only did they have cross Andonacci that the running back, they've got a great bevy of wide receivers. They got three or four wide receivers that are big. They're six, two, six, three, six, four. They're huge. I mean, some college guys would want these guys. They also have a great uh, big line defensively. They've got some big guys, 6'4", 260, things like that. So they are monsters. They come out, they come off the bus and you go, whoa, you know, that's an NFL team. So they're, they're there. They're good. They're on a roll. They feel confident. So watch out. Meridian could be on a roll and, you know, Mount you could have their hands full Friday night. Yeah, this is the game by far in the 5A ranks, maybe in the entire state. Meridian at Mountain View. Uh, do you, do you have do you have a thought of how this might go, Wayne? What do you think it'll come down to? You know what I, I, I well, you know I, I have a lot of thoughts on it, and really the fact that it's at Mountain View, I like what Mountain View does. Uh, Quintez Evans, I mean, is something else. If Meridian can control, you can't stop Quintez Evans, but if they can control him, I think Meridian has a chance for the upset. I really do. They're playing that well right now, seven and three. Uh, they're they're really got things going. Uh, and, of course, the other thing is that Mountain View's had a week off that allows you to rest up the whole bit. But sometimes that week off is like a hiccup. You know, sometimes it's good during the middle of the season, but not so much, you know, at the end of the season. They're coming off a big win over Rocky Mountain where they look really impressive. Second time they've beaten Rocky Mountain, you know, this year. That's never happened before. So Mountain View's got everything going for them. Uh, Dawson Wall, good quarterback the whole bit. And, I mean, I like Mountain View at home. I really do. Boy, I'm telling you what, I think if Malachi Martinez plays the way he can, uh, Mountain View is going to be in for a tussle. Yeah, I, I am actually kind of leaning Meridian in this one because on the, you can just see it. The talent is there. It's just, does will it all come together for, for a game? And so I, I think this is the week. I think Meridian knocks out Mountain View. And because Mountain View has been playing with fire for a couple of weeks now, right? Low scoring, uh, defensive type games. They're undefeated. Each passing week, uh, the pressure becomes larger and larger to stay undefeated. So I don't know. Yeah, they kind of stayed on the ground a little bit. You know, Quintez Evans, like I said, in the two wins against Rocky Mountain, they relied on Evans. He had 183 yards rushing in one game, 185 in the other. So that's pretty much consistent in my book. And, uh, you know, a couple of touchdowns, one game, three touchdowns the last game. So, yeah, he's been pretty good. But um, and, and part of the problem is that they've relied on that game to shorten the game, run the clock down, you know, control the ball, control on offense, give the other team less possessions. Meridian is a lot more explosive. They come up with a lot more big plays. And if they come up with a couple of big plays, uh, we'll see. Remember, you go back to the first time they met, it was Meridian that chopped off to a 13-0 lead. And then it came down to the third quarter where Mountain View scored two touchdowns, took the 14-13 lead. Other than that, there was no scoring in the fourth quarter at all. So you can see it was like spurts here and spurts there. It's like, okay, two price fighters going at each other. So it's going to come down to – who makes a mistake, maybe a big turnover. And because I think this one is is like a toss-up. I really think it's too even to call. And I'm going to give Mountain View the edge because they're at home. But boy, one turnover could turn this game around. Yeah, it's going to be such a great game. And uh, we'll, we'll be uh, tuned in to hear you on the call on idahosports.com. Uh, let's talk about Eagle. They were playing Bora in a matchup of SIC opponents. 
uh, 31 to 15. But but this is a game Eagle really had uh, on on lockdown from the start. Yeah, they did. I mean, you know what? Bora came out and Bora put on a, almost a seven minute drive to score and take a seven nothing lead. And I went, oh, you know, I'm in. But then they shut down Parker Rushton, Eagle did. Uh, the great running back for the Bora Lions, and, and they just kind of kept going. They've got so many weapons. Uh, Jack Benson's a good quarterback, solid quarterback. In fact, I gave him our player of the game uh, simply because he spread it around so much that there was nobody that had like three, four touchdowns or had a great game. Uh, he, he basically distributed the ball to a lot of different people. So Jack Benson, the quarterback, was my player of the game. He runs the team well. Uh, I like what Eagle does, but again, you're talking about a trip up north, and there's no easy road to Coeur d'Alene. I don't know how they go, whether they go through the windy thing through Moscow, if they go over onto the Washington side and up, you know, the interstate. But there's no easy way to get to Coeur d'Alene. It's a long bus trip, and uh, Coeur d'Alene has been waiting for them. Coeur d'Alene 6-2, and the Vikings are uh, ready to take on, you know, the Eagle Mustangs. That That is the one true most difficult home field advantage in 5A, right? It's Coeur d'Alene. I agree. And you never know what the weather's going to be like up there at that time. I mean, you know, today is beautiful out there. I'm sitting here going, wow, it's November? Are you kidding me? But by Friday, who knows? It could be snowing in Coeur d'Alene. So. That's right. A little different climate up north for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Eagles showed that versatility. You mentioned it. Uh, not, not a single player scored more than one touchdown for Eagles. So they really, you know, Jack Benson. And uh, Ian Duarte and Deegan Martineau and Brandon Reese, Roy Hall, Ethan Cutler, they all contributed. And if Eagle has that type of versatility, you know, it might be tough for Coeur d'Alene to stop. Yeah, this. by the way, Deegan Martino went out with an injury, and uh, so he was out, and uh, Freeman came in, replaced him. But I'm telling you what, so if he's not ready to go, that could be a big factor in the ballgame in favor of Coeur d'Alene because uh, Deegan Martino is a really good running back. But you're right, exactly what I said about Jack Benson. That's why I made him the player of the game. He just distributed the ball to everybody. So there wasn't one standout star. There was a bunch. And you mentioned one name that I didn't mention, Ian Duarte. Oh, that kid has got some moves, dude. If you, you better know where he is all the time, and you'd be better have somebody else. You know, you better have you better have your pants buckled on because they, you could end up having them on the field there. Yeah, he came from California, and uh, his parents moved in into the Eagle area, and so they're ha happy to have him. So, yeah, what <laughs> yeah. else is new out here? Everybody's coming from California, moving to Eagle. <laughs> right, yeah, right, exactly. Well, and Coeur d'Alene gets that too up north, but it's just it's Washington. They? So. Yeah, they keep it down on the down low a little bit, huh? <laughs> right. So uh, the final matchup uh, is uh, Highland at Rocky Mountain. So Skyview, uh, I did this game, Wayne. Skyview uh -huh. went to, to play Highland in Holt Arena, forty-five to twenty-eight. Skyview, I was really impressed with the passing game. Um, I thought that uh, Camden Young did really well as a receiver. Tarek Pennington nearly had 200 yards receiving. And I thought that um, the, their quarterback uh, really distributed the ball well. But they just, a couple of key turnovers in the second half. Uh, they had a fumble and then an interception. And that's kind of what swung it Highland's way. Uh, I was prepared to give the IdahoSports.com player of the game award to Tarek Pennington, who was on the losing team because he had three touchdowns receiving, 196 yards receiving. But late in the game, uh, things got chippy, and he lost his cool for a second and popped a couple of guys and actually got ejected from the game. And it was such a terrible way to see that game end for him. 
Um, it, it was a battle on both sides, and they were pushing and shoving all night. So, Well, there's no question Skyview's talented. You were talking about their quarterback, Max Cutford. He had three touchdown passes, 352 yards passing. I mean, if you, if you told me that Cutford threw for 352 yards and three TDs, I would have said Highland didn't have a chance. And uh, bottom line, but, you know, they, they won it, 45-28, as you mentioned, and, and I have to for, – for that effort – they have to go to Rocky Mountain. So congratulations, Highland. You you get to travel to Rocky Mountain. So. I this is another one I think is dangerous for Rocky personally. I um, do too. I agree. I know, did that. I, I can't remember if it was last year or the year before. I think it was last year that I Highland played Rocky and I yeah. did that game and we're right down to the wire. And it was a cold, rainy night. And it was miserable. And you know, I'm an old guy and I was freezing. I was the last quarter, I was sitting there going. <laughs> he's going to win. You know, I mean, I was freezing, but uh, yeah, it was right down to the wire and Rocky won that one. But boy, I tell you what, uh, I, I agree with you. I think it's a dangerous, dangerous foe for Rocky Mountain, the Highland Rams. This is a rematch of that week zero uh, battle in Holt Arena that Rocky won 12 to seven. And really, I mean, that game came down to um, Steaker had the, uh, 95 yard touchdown yeah. that really won it for Rocky Mountain. Otherwise, you know, Highland probably wins that game 13 to seven. So, or, or, or seven to six or whatever. But so the rematch is going to be interesting. Highland, if you can stop Jack Whitmer, their quarterback, everything runs through him. He throws the ball. The running game starts with him. So if you can, if you can shut him down, then Highland's toast, but he's good. So. Yeah, and just like Rigby, you were talking about Rigby. They Their last game was a loss. They had to wait two weeks now. Same thing here with Rocky. Their last game was a loss to Mountain View, so they've had to wait two weeks. So one of two things, they've had to sit there with that sour taste in their mouth for a couple of weeks. Either they're going to come out on fire, uh, they're going to come out flat, one of the two. So both Rigby and uh, Rocky in the same same kind of boat. I think this is going to be another one of those, we call them blackjack games, where neither team gets to 21. 15, hit me. 16. I'll stay. Really? <laughs> I think it's, I think I it's going to be, like, I think they'll get to 21, but I think it's going to be like one of those 24, 21 ball games, something like that. I think it's going to be right in that low twenties, that area. So it'll be interesting to see. And you know, the weather's still supposed to be okay. A little rain on Thursday, but nothing on Friday. So uh, I think they're going to have good weather. The, the fields will be in great shape for both the games over here for the Mountain View game and the Rocky Mountain game. So uh, weather-wise here in the Valley on Friday night should be good. Yeah, well, we'll keep an eye on how everything goes this week. We we could have the possibility of an all SIC Final Four. How fun would that be to talk about, Wayne? Well, that'd be kind of cool. And, and that's the other thing I wanted to point out. You got five of the eight teams are five A SIC, but then you got two matched up against each other. You know, right off the get go. So you got Meridian and Mountain View. So it only counts kind of like four, but you got you do have five teams technically. You know, in the quarterfinals. So. Uh, that's pretty impressive. So a pretty impressive season tells you what the kind of football has been played over here this year. Yeah, I think it's been proven one, once again that, you know, the fourth or fifth best team from Boise can stack up against the second team from the north or the east. Yeah, just fine. They can this year for sure. Yep. All right. Well, we'll have plenty more to talk about on next week's edition of the SIC PrepCast as we get ready for the semifinal round. Again, Wayne, going out on a limb here. I feel confident saying at least one SIC team will advance to the semifinals. <laughs> well, I tell you what, man, you, you you ought to go to Vegas more often because I'm sure you have those safe bets, man. I tell you what. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I, I think it's going to be interesting uh, how it goes and Obviously, as you know, Meridian or Mountain View will advance. So, uh, you know, Mr. Mister, uh, what am I trying to call you there? You know, going out on a limster. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, we'll have that. So it's going to be fun. It, and it will be fun to see if we have, you know, 
how many teams from the five ASIC make it. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun for sure. So uh, come on back next week. We'll we'll have more football to break down for you as we get ready for the semifinal round of the postseason. But first, we got all these great quarterfinal matchups. Now, uh, there are going to be, again, not every game we're going to be able to cover on IdahoSports.com right. because there's you know six classifications, four games in each one. That's 24 games, unless we can clone ourselves, Wayne. Which, I don't know how we do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't so, know if a lot of people want to clone me. That's for sure. Right. So, but we've got about 80 to 85% of the game co- games covered. There, it's only a small handful that we don't. So if you want to see which games we're covering, the easiest way to do it is to go to the game streams tab on idahosports.com. You'll see the entire broadcast schedule for Thursday, Friday, and Saturday uh, on idahosports.com. So yeah, you've got games. I think, don't you have games Thursday, Friday, and Saturday? I do. <laughs> I do. This time of year, everybody wants to play in Holt Arena. So they, yeah, see, I only have I only have Friday's game, Mount View and Meridian. So that's all I've got. But because I've got to do that Boise State Fresno State pregame show on Saturday. So unfortunately, they I can't do one more. But uh, I'm still I'm looking forward to the weekend, looking forward to everything. And you know what? The best way to follow what's going on is right here on IdahoSports.com. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we'll have those brackets updated in real time as we get the results as well. So, yeah, keep checking back to IdahoSports.com. All right, we'll see you back here next week on another Gold edition. Gold Stars, Gold Stars. Oh, yeah. Wow. We Gold almost stars. got out of here. Look at this. I almost forgot. Yeah, it's time to hand out our Gold Stars. We do That's why game. you got me here. <laughs> That's right. That's why we pay you the big bucks, Wayne. Uh, we do this at the end of each show where we hand out our Gold Star to, to our uh, most noteworthy performer from the past week. They get a little helmet sticker. So you want me to go first, Wayne? Sure, go first. Okay, well, I'm going to go back to the Capitol football team going up to Lewiston and earning that win. Nine sacks from the Capitol defense. Five of them came from Cody Walk, who uh, is getting more and more interest from big-time colleges for his services as a defensive end and possibly a tight end or H-back as well. So he had five sacks on defense. And then on offense, he also chipped in two rushing touchdowns and 76 yards on the ground. So Cody Walk walking in style for Capitol. Yeah, Cody Walk is – he is just a, a stud. Every time I watch him play, he does a great job. And he's one of the reasons why I think Capital has a really good chance against Rigby. He is a tough one to stop. My gold star, though, I'm going to go back to cross country. I'm going to go back to Friday when I sat there and I watched Allie Bruce take uh, and, and lead uh, the Boise Brave to victory for the girls. What a great job she did winning that one. Uh, Samantha Smith was second, but Allie Bruce, just a great job. Her time was 17 minutes, 47.9 seconds. Got it done. And, uh, you know, when you score 27 points, that's all. I mean, that. I mean, that's that's a fantastic, you know, deal. And uh, after coming off all the soccer stuff and then coming right in there and, and, and jumping into the cross-country state final, she was impressive. She gets my gold star. And, uh, again, a shout-out to the Boise Brave girls. Cross-country team, state champs. Well, and Allie Bruce also beating Sammy Smith, who I think is the best distance runner in Idaho, is also a, and her teammate. That's also a, a big accomplishment. So it is absolutely. I mean, when you, when you, yeah, that says it right there about how good this team is when you got that going for yourself. Yep. All right. Well, congratulations to, to Allie Bruce and uh, Cody Walk, our Gold Star winners. We'll hand yep. out more Gold Stars next week and talk about all these crazy quarterfinal games uh, in the SIC as well. Uh, thanks for tuning in to the SIC PrepCast brought to you by DL Evans Bank. This is Community Banking. For Wayne DeZubak, I'm Brandon Bainey. We'll see you next time on IdahoSports.com.